The Pitch Sider. Pitch side for every game. Hello and welcome to the Pitch Sider podcast. Welcome back to this week. Um, this is the weekly update podcast. Hope you've all had a nice week and there's definitely been a lot of football to talk. We've had a number of London derbies this week. We've also had the Manchester derby and we've also had a fresh in in Italy. So a lot of football to get onto. So let's get started and let's get into it. Let's start this week with the Premier League. So in the Premier League this week, one of the biggest games was Arsenal-Tottenham. Uh, probably the biggest London derby at the moment, of, especially from this week's worth of football. Uh, Arsenal beat Tottenham 2-0. Um, this also links into the Manchester derby. It's the Manchester derby was between United... United and City, and United got a controversial 2-1 victory over City. Uh, City, obviously, if you're a City fan, you're probably going to be complaining that there was a sort of a offside goal allowed by VAR from uh, Rashford, uh, but eventually it means City have dropped points in the title race with Arsenal, and obviously Arsenal beating Tottenham 2-0 today. Um, led to Arsenal now having a eight-point gap at the top of the table. Um, Arsenal do play City in a couple of weeks, so it's definitely Arsenal's to lose now uh, in the Premier League, especially if they get this win over City. You would think that they would actually go and win the Premier League. And, yeah, this is definitely probably going to be their year. I suppose this is a bit of a shock. Um, I mean... Some of the big teams are sort of pulling off, but I mean, with City, Newcastle and Manchester United all about nine, eight points off Arsenal, they've got a good barrier to them go and sort of progress and do well. Arsenal got a very good team, um, very well. I've been quite lucky with not getting as many injuries as some of the play- as some of the bigger teams have got. But yeah, it's definitely good to see sort of a different team winning and doing well in the Premier League. City City were obviously a team that we would have thought would have gone and beat United, but United were very strong in their defence. Um, they only let in the one goal. Haaland sort of was very well managed. He sort of, his goals have dipped a bit re- in recent times, but it's very likely that he'll probably pick up form again yeah the Arsenal City game coming up in a few weeks is probably going to be the title decider especially if Arsenal win this they're going to be a good number of points above City which are most people's sort of their title rivals Um, but yeah it's definitely Arsenal's to lose now elsewhere in the Premier League big teams like Chelsea and Liverpool still struggle for form um, so Chelsea had a mixed bag of results, losing 1-0 to well, Chelsea losing to Fulham and then um but then just narrowly beating Palace, but it was a good end-to-end game um from today. Uh Liverpool lost 3-0 to Brighton. So both teams are level on points. Le- Liverpool have a game in hand on Chelsea. 
um, and above them on goal difference. But both teams are very struggling. Um, Liverpool have signed new stri- striker forward Gapo. Um, so he's still finding his feet in the Premier League. Um, Chelsea have made another couple of signings within this week, which we'll get on to um, later in the podcast. But yeah, both teams seem to lack something in goal, um, definitely lack something in the defence. And it's worrying times for both fans. Um, both managers don't seem to be near the sack. Both sort of are relying on squads, maybe. But it's definitely going to be a interesting one and see how be interesting to see how they get on. They, I mean, Chelsea definitely have an excuse with a lot of injuries. Uh, Liverpool have a few injuries. Um, some of their bigger players um, are missing certain players. So it'd be interesting to see if all teams had a fully fit squad where they would be. And it'd definitely be an interesting sort of league as no one got injured. But that is the way of football and the way of life. So makes it interesting. But... Certain teams that are relishing this sort of opportunity thrown in by Liverpool and Chelsea are teams above them. Um, Fulham, Newcastle definitely in the top three. Um, Brighton, Brentford all up there. Um, Aston Villa on hot, hot on hills. Um, very tight um, between fifth place and tenth. Only five points in it. Um, and yeah, I mean, Fulham have a gate have played two more games than a lot of the teams in this sort of sort of five six teams but those teams might play each other and Brentford definitely Brentford and Fulham definitely sort of up there you wouldn't have expected them maybe to do this well but one team that's in very good form at the moment is Nottingham Forest they've um they were in the sort of the relegation zone but after a couple of wins they're now up to 13th in the league only two points behind Crystal Palace so they're definitely doing well um definitely got a good run of form um hopefully this can see them stay up this year in the Premier League but it does cast doubt over West Ham Everton Southampton all teams that have been in the Premier League for a long, long time and these are the three teams sitting in bottom but definitely the teams from 14th to 20th, anyone can get relegated. as There's only two points in it um, with Leeds, Leicester, Wolves, Bournemouth, West Ham, Everton and Southampton all in the fight of relegation. Any team can go down. Um, West Ham would be big shock with players like Declan Rice. Um, them being in Europe last year as well. Um, and this year, it's, it's a big shock to see them this far down. Um, Everton, obviously, were a team that were floating around there last year. Um, Matt, Frank Lampard managed to save them, but it's his days numbered. Time will tell. bit of a sad news coming out of Brighton, an ex-Brighton player, former um, Brighton midfielder Mbappu, um, has been taken to hospital in Zimbabwe after falling ill, Formula Club says. 25-year-old was forced to retire in October because he had a heart condition, and we reported it on the pitch cider. Um, but he's been taken unwell, and he's undergoing precautionary checks. Um, we definitely keep you up to date on our social medias. It's story. Uh, it's definitely one to sort of... No one would like to see and no one wants to see. And he, he was an up-and-coming star in Brighton and definitely did well under Graham Potter. But it's something to 
we hope he does well and we send all our love and wishes from the pitch sider to his family and himself and and we we will think of him in our thoughts uh, yes move on to europe and um, there's been a number been a couple of like big news stories that have come out from the europe uh, big games have happened um at the moment, as we record this, uh, Real Madrid are facing Barcelona in the Spanish Super Cup final. Uh, at the current score at the moment is 0-0 with 21 minutes being played. Um, Benzema had just narrowly missed a goal. Um, but as we record this, we'll definitely sort of keep you up to date. And when this comes out, you would have seen the final score. Uh, my money's probably on Barcelona to win this um, over Real Madrid. Barcelona seem to be more in form at the moment, but it's definitely a game, good game to watch. But one of the best games to watch um, from this weekend was Napoli versus Juventus. Um, this was definitely sort of one of the six, big six-pointers in the title race. Uh, Napoli have absolutely thrashed Juventus. If you haven't gone to watch this game, definitely worth a watch. Um, they thrashed... Juventus 5-1, which is definitely a big shock, and um, Napoli but fans definitely will now start to believe that they can go and win this cup, and is it this year to sort of go and win them? And will we have a different winner of the Serie A for fourth year running in the game? Um, it was 5-1, Di Marino did manage to score a consolation goal for Juventus, but their key man, Osman. He scored two goals and got an assist. Um, he's definitely going to be the pitch-sider player of the week. Um, but it does move them 10 points clear at the moment. Um, I think AC Milan did draw, so they are only nine points now. And they're nine, nine points in nine points clear of the title race. As, as again with Arsenal, it's definitely in their title to lose now. Um, but we're still halfway through the season, still a number of games to go. Um, anything could happen in football, as we do know. So it'd be interesting to see how far this will go. Um, and yeah, it'd be nice to see Napoli win their first title for after 33 years of pain. Um, but yeah, this definitely was a good step in the right direction. Um, sort of one hand on the trophy for them. Um, a couple of like news stories. So if you haven't gone to watch this game, definitely worth a watch. And definitely sort of our pick to go and re-watch the highlights if you haven't done. Elsewhere, um, Barcelona have gained a three-point sort of gap on Real Madrid in the Liga. Um, Real Sociedad have uh, three points from sitting third with Atletico Madrid starting to build up some points. Um, in the Bundesliga, Bayern Munich are in the Bundesliga... No games have been played this weekend. Serie A, PSG continue to dominate um, with Marseille and Lens. Lens been up in top three spots. But yeah, again, it's PSG's to lose. It's always PSG's to lose in that competition. Let's have a look at some of the news stories that are coming out. Um, so if we just quickly go back to Italy... Um, supporters of Roma and Napoli have been banned from attending away matches for two months after they clash at a service station on Sunday. Um, it caused a brief closure to the motorway. 
Napoli ultras, um, they threw stones and smoke bombs at the side of the road, Roma fans. Um, Roma supporters were heading to their team Serie A match against AC Milan um, and stopped to to retaliate with the clash um, and spread in a spread into service stations. This isn't something we'd like to see in football. Everyone should be able to travel to games safely without getting injured. Um, and yeah, this disrupts everyone else's. It's not something we like to see in football. Um, fans should be there to celebrate the game, support their teams. And yeah, they can be sort of, you can sort of um, chance and that against other clubs and that. But after the game, that's where it should end. Um, definitely people can continue supporting their clubs, but not with violence. Um, it's only a football game at the end of the day. It's not worth injuring someone over this. But this is the world and this is what happens. Um, so it's sort of sad to see. Um, so now Roma and Napoli will have, for two months, will not have any fans attend their away games which is a massive sort of negative point because away fans have especially when the team's starting to slip can um, definitely have a big effect on how well the club does so it's very sad to see in French football um, the French Football Federation president Noel Legrette has is stepping down under until an investigation into claims of sexual harassment and bullying at the organisation is complete, um, the French government began an audit in October after being made aware of the allegations. Um, the French president, French Football Federation president, denies any wrongdoing and um, any wrongdoing of this, but he has previously faced claims over sexual harassment, which he denies. Um, and this comes after Zinedine Zidane calls for him to quit. Zinedine Zidane um, has also been rumoured to be taking over the French job, um, but the F French F Football Federation president has said he um, will not take a call from Zidane about becoming the French coach before apologising for his clumsy remarks. So there seems to be some, some, some standoff why... Um, why this sort of investigation happens, um, Zidane obviously is a football legend in France and probably one of the leading candidates to take over that French role. But he will probably, what he's done is probably right, but he's probably hurt his chance at getting this job. Um, the FFF president um, was meant to, he took office in 2011 and he is he is to continue his role until 2024, um, depending on the results of this audit. The audit results are expected at the end of this month, so if we hear more on this, we'll definitely let you know. The final bit of news for this week out of Europe is PSG are threatened to quit their stadium, the Parc de Prince, in a row over ownership of the stadium. So if you don't know, the... 47,000 capacity stadium was built in 1974 um, and is owned by Paris, um, owned by the French government and the and it is believed that it needs significant regeneration which will cost around 500 million euros 
and which is equivalent of £443.45 million. Um, they're willing, the PSG owners are willing to fund the work, but only if they are allowed to buy the stadium. Um, the plan has been rejected by the mayor of Paris, which he told a French newspaper that the part the prince is not for sale and will not be sold. And PSG have reacted angrily, saying that the stance will cost the taxpayer money. The club who argued that the renovations um, and their increase in capacity would be would allow it to generate more income in line with other clubs in Europe, saying that it's sadly forced to advance alternate options for a home and could see a move outside of Paris. PSG spokesman said it's surprising and disappointing to hear that the mayor of Paris is taking a position which effectively forces PSG and our fans and communities from the Parc de Prince. PSG and the Parc de Prince are part of proud a pr- proud part of French history. Uh, PSG have already invested more than 85 euro million euros into the stadium to maintain it while committing an additional 500 million euros in relegation in renovations for its fans to allow PSG to grow and compete with other clubs at the highest level in Europe. Obviously, the enormous investment will would only make PSG would only be made by PSG if they are allowed to own the stadium. It was regrettable that the mayor is suddenly foreclosed def- indefinitely. The sale and discussions we have been having for a long time, the club will now badly forced to advance alternate options for our home. So it was sad to see when a club moves stadiums, moves away from its sort of home it's had for a number of years. This sort of rings bells of sort of West Ham and um, when they moved to the new London Stadium. PSG have always sort of have always been around in Paris. It most clubs don't own their stadium or they do nowadays, but mo- most clubs sort of own their stadiums now, um, with a few exceptions. Um, but this is sort of a landmark in Paris and sort of losing sort of PSG. I don't know whether it'll be, I don't know what it would be used for. It probably will still be used for like the French national games. Um, maybe it'll be sort of a sort of a Wembley, sort of where it's, there's no club football played there, but all the competition finals are played there. And yeah, whether it would just be sort of Paris's, France's sort of main stadium, but it's it probably will need renovations, um, especially only being forty seven thousand. Most sort of countries like England with Wembley, it's over like nearly ninety, um, and yeah, it do, it would need a big renovation. But with PSG moving away from that, probably. It's likely not to get that, and the stadium will probably probably just become the French national team stadium, um, and PSG will probably find a new home. Uh, but it would definitely be sad to sort of see PSG leave Paris, um, which has been their home for a number of years. But yeah, if we hear more on this, we'll let you know. Um, if we always do, any stories, any news will obviously be on our socials with Twitter and Instagram. Which also leads us very nicely on to where you can find any transfers that have happened. Um, transfers are, will be on our socials as well with Twitter and Instagram, which is the Pitchsider. So 
So let's get on to some of transfers. Uh, we'll quickly go through some of the confirmed transfers. But before we do that, um, Xavi has scored a goal in the Real Madrid-Barcelona game. Um, so at the moment, as I predicted, Barcelona are winning. Um, they are the better team, it looks like. So let's go over some sort of confirmed transfers. So let's start with the sort of two big transfers from the 11th. Jao Felix has signed for Chelsea on loan, um, which we did see him play in the Fulham game, which he did get sent off and now has received a, four, a free match ban. Um, but yeah, it could be a good sign for Chelsea. Um, it's a six month loan, uh, 11 million pounds paid for six months, which is quite a lot of money. But it's definitely, he did definitely have a good impact on the Chelsea team. Um, seemed to sort of be their only bright spark until he did get sent off in about the 60, 65 minute in the Fulham game. So it'd definitely be interesting to see how well he does in the Premier League. But Graham Potter's tactics seemed to suit him slightly well. He had a few more chances and created a few chances as well. But the Chelsea team sort of need to get into a rhythm to be able to sort of take full advantage of him. Um, elsewhere, Aston Villa have signed... Raul Batiste, fullback Alex Moreno for £13.2 million. And we did see him make his debut quite early on into the Aston Villa game on Friday. Uh, he looks to be a very good sort of competition for Lucas Digne. So it'd be interesting to see how well and how well he settles to the Premier League. Um, else on the 13th, Manchester United have signed... Workhorse on loan from Burnley after he terminated his loan um, in Bratislas. So it'd be interesting to see how he does in United. Um, he did have a good start when he came in January last year for Burnley, but he unfortunately did not stop them from getting relegated. And Wolves have signed um, Mar Mario Lamella from Nice. So let's see how well he can do in the Premier League. Leeds have signed Hoffenheim player Rudder for £36 million. He is their club record fee, um, signing a forward. So it'll be interesting to see how well he can do. Um, only 20 years old, signed a five-and-a-half-year deal. Um, and yeah, he scored 11 goals in the 64 appearances for the Bundesliga um, since 2011. So definitely see how well he can do and how he settles into the Premier League. Um, the biggest signing of the week, um, it was a big battle between Arsenal and Chelsea for Mudrik from Shakhtar Donetsk. Chelsea have signed him for an initial £62 million, um, rising up to £89 million, so this is the equivalent of about €100 million. Euros. Massive signing for Chelsea, um, obviously beating Arsenal to the signing of him and he was paraded around at half time against Palace um, could be a very good sign um, and could make his debut as quickly as Thursday against Liverpool with all of Chelsea's issues but yet yeah, see how well he can get on and whether he can live up to the monetary value that have Chelsea have paid for him let's talk about some of the gossip from this week and sort of rumours 
Um, Chelsea have continued to make a bid for forwards um, and they have made a 26.5 million bid for PSV's England under 21 winger Nunu Madiku, which is 20. Um, could be a good signing, but now they've signed Mudrick, it could be different and probably likely to be un, sort of one that's not going to be sort of forgotten about. Um, Liverpool have ended their contract talks with Naby Keita and are going to let the 27-year-old leave on a free transfer, um, which is probably going to be... I mean, he's not been fantastic for them, so it's probably a good decision, uh, especially if they want to free up space to bring on other midfielders. Um, with Chelsea, Jorginho um, is likely to leave the club on a free, um, up with Inca with Kante likely to sign a contract by the end of the month. Um, Chelsea have had a loan bid rejected from for Antonio uh, by West Ham. Uh, Crystal Palace have launched a new bid for Conor Gallagher in January uh, after the 22-year-old has dropped down under pecking order, but it's likely to be rejected like it was in the summer. An interesting one is... A, is with Memphis Depay. He's been rumoured a lot to be leaving this, leaving Barcelona this January. Um, his contract expires in the summer, um, so someone's probably likely to pick him up on a free. But Barcelona are in no rush to sell him. Um, but you've been linked to another member, like another sort of number of clubs, um, especially with like Newcastle and Manchester United all in for him. Um, whether he leaves, um, it could lead to Barcelona trying to re-sign Aubameyang um, from Chelsea. Um, he can only Aubameyang, if he is sold, can only go to Barcelona and play. If he goes to another club, he can't play for the rest of the season. Um, so he's probably likely to go in the summer and stay with um, Chelsea. Chelsea obviously are keen to keep him with the number of injuries they've got. But as soon as these players start to come back, he probably will be sold. Uh, Ruben Neves is rumoured to be linked to Newcastle. He has a market value of £40 million. Um, So it could be a good signing for Newcastle um, and could be sort of the player that could... Newcastle and could be sort of the player that could really push them to challenge for the title. Um, and especially with... They need an upgrade in the midfield, um, especially with John Joe Selvey being one of their main since mids, Ruben Neves will definitely be an upgrade on him. Um, there's been a couple of rumours saying that Messi wants to leave PSG. Um, likely he's probably going to sign a new contract with them, but a club that have expressed an interest or whether it's just a rumour that's been made up um, is Man City, um, sort of wanting reinforcements maybe up front. Um, another one for Chelsea is Moises Casado. He's one of these players that um, is linked to Chelsea um, under Brian, Brian uh, under Potter. And Arsenal now they've lost or lost out on Modric, and they are sort of expressed an interest in Barcelona's Rafinha. Uh, Rafinha hasn't had a he hasn't re he started seven games in La Liga this season after his big money move. Um, and hasn't really hit the ground running. So whether Barcelona want to cut ties with him and sort of trying to rebalance their books a little bit um, could be interesting to see. 
I mean, the biggest news from this weekend is Chelsea have signed Mudrick um, and he is probably going to be one of the biggest transfers in January. Um, Mudrick has been, he has been involved in 14 goals in just 12 appearances in the Uruguayan Premier League this season, seven goals, seven assists, um, and there's the most of any players to contribute to a goal in every 65 minutes on average. So that's probably why he is quite pricey. Um, he's definitely got very high potential, um, which a lot of clubs have seen. Um, Brendan Rodgers have said that after their defeat, um, they definitely need reinforcements in January. Um, after the defeat to Nottingham Forest, um, Frank Lampard has said that his side definitely need more. Frank Lampard has uh, said that they need to actually start signing players, and um, he's not a miracle worker or not. The, he knows he's not the best coach, but he believes he can get the players that he has success with a few extra additions. So yeah, um, that about wraps up this sort of week's podcast. Um, keep an eye on our socials for the latest transfer rumours. Um, we'll definitely keep you up to date day to day. And if we hear any more news stories or that to keep you informed, we'll be posting them on there. Um, I hope you have a nice week and thank you for listening and goodbye. For all the latest news, transfers and football articles, check out thepitchsider.com. It's the place to be. Contact us on our socials. Instagram and Twitter is at ThePitchSider. Or via email is ThePitchSider at Hotmail.com.